Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the Your host, Beth Ann. And I welcome you today to CSE Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. We're going to kick right off. This is the second part of the show where we talk about the lost principles, America's lost principles. Now let's go to the Lord in prayer. For such a time as this, most holy God, creator of all life and Lord of all, We humbly come before thee, seeking thy forgiveness and wisdom. Remove our ignorance, O Father, and give us the gift of discernment. May we, your children, draw unto you and bring this nation home, back to the knowledge and the love of you. By your love, show us mercy and help us to unite as one in you, Abba Father. As you have blessed this nation with great natural resources and good men to lead in the past and in our founding fathers, I beseech your protection over all these who call on your name. Hold back the enemy, Father, please, and bring to us your peace. I know we do not deserve your mercy in this time of great sin of our nation and of our own hearts. But I request it to be on those who are desperately searching and working to once again follow you and remove the evil from our land. For such a time as this, you have placed each of us here, and you will equip us, each one, for the path you have laid before us. It is in Jesus' name I pray for such a time as this. Amen. I do not believe that the Constitution was the offspring of inspiration, but I am as perfectly satisfied that the union of the states in its form and adoption is as much the work of divine providence as any of the miracles recorded on the Old and New Testament were the effects of divine power. Benjamin Rush said that. I want to move on here. Yesterday we stopped at, I believe it was Lost Principle 24. I'm going to give that one again. And if you want a copy of these, you can send it to me. But I'm going to have all of this. This is just part of one of my chapters in The American Crisis Continues. 24 of one of the Lost Principles. There's 28 of them. A free people will survive will not survive unless they stay strong. Strong as individuals, I do believe, and strong as a nation. We the people do have some responsibility. And 25, peace, commerce, and honest friendship with all nations entangling alliances with none. Who said that? Thomas Jefferson said that. 
and I think we did share this one yesterday, in the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisitions of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for disastrous rise of misplaced power exists, and it will persist. That was Dwight, President Dwight D. Eisenhower. The 26th principle that I believe we have lost, the core unit which determines the strength of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect its integrity. We have seen the opposite in this nation. We have watched in the last many decades the complete disrespect and the destruction of the family unit. Yet, we have strong families, and a nation is stronger and safer when we do have strong families. We've seen legislation going against the traditional family unit, the original union of God. 27. The burden of debt is as destructive to freedom as subjugation by conquest. Today, our national debt is over $31 trillion. The debt. To preserve our independence, we must not let our rulers load us with perpetual debt. We must make our elections between economy and, liter- and liberty, excuse me, or profusion and servitude. Thomas Jefferson. Let me read it again. To preserve our independence, we must not let our rulers load us with perpetual debt. We must make our election between economy and liberty, or profusion and servitude. It truly should be a no-brainer, America. Common sense tells us we are a slave to another when we are living in debt. As a nation, we are made much weaker. In Proverbs 27, I'm sorry, 22, verse 7, the rich ruleth over the poor, and the borrow is, borrower is a servant to the lender. Who have we borrowed money from as a nation? Today, America, you and I are slaves to our own government. And our government is a slave to whoever it has borrowed from. China is one of them. Number 28, this is the last one of the lost principles. The United States has a manifest destiny to be an example and a blessing to the entire human race. To the entire human race. We, the people, should be the light that shines to all the world. God's light. Our founding fathers believed this nation that they were establishing to be evangelical. And some of these very these schools that today are all woke and doing all things wrong, ungodly, 
removing God, were actually in the beginning established as godly universities. And they have forgotten the past. And when the past is no longer remembered, it no longer illuminates the future. And the spirit walks in darkness. When once a republic is corrupted, there is no possibility of remedying any of the growing evils but by removing the corruption and restoring its lost principles. Every other correction is either useless or a new evil. All 28 of those principles, I believe Americans have forgotten, and they are lost. If we ever knew them, did we ever know them? They didn't teach those at school necessarily, did they? So what did we do, America? How did we get so far away from our foundation? Little by little, step by step, we walked away from our God. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We're going to talk a little bit more about the past and what the future should learn from the past. This is CSC Talk Radio. My name's Beth Ann, and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Elmer Heinrich. My company sells a nutritional product called Immuno 150. If you haven't heard of it, you need to go to the website immuno150.com or call our toll-free number. Now, we sell to thousands of consumers, and our reorder rate is above 94%. Now, many people ask us how we can sell a month's supply of Immuno 150 for less than $50 when most of our competition is $70 to $80 a month. It's simple. We don't pay celebrities or testimonial people to say something good about the product. Immuno 150 stands on its own with 70 minerals and 80 other nutrients. It doesn't need any help, and it has more than color, taste, and smell. I am 88 years old, and my wife is 79, both with no dementia, arthritis, or allergies, and no aches or pains of any kind, nothing, all because of Immuno 150. Now, check the number of minerals in the product you take. Don't be surprised if you don't find more than 12. Order Immuno 150 to see what 70 minerals can do for you. Call our toll-free number, 888-316-2224. Made in America is more than just a slogan. It's a brand we all look for to better this nation's economy. Liberty Tabletop is the brand of Cheryl Manufacturing, the only manufacturer of flatware in the United States of America. Liberty Tabletop creates high-quality flatware at a competitive price using the finest quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. Oh, and by the way, the steel they use is also made in the USA. The steel is tested for lead and other toxic trace elements, so you bring to your family a safe and pure product that will last for generations. Setting your table is an important part of every meal. The patterns you choose say something about you and your family. Bringing America home with LibertyTabletop.com or go to my website, csetalkradio.com, and click on their link. Call Liberty Tabletop at 844-386-2338. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive 10% off your purchase. LibertyTabletop.com. 
Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rural America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power the Future promotes jobs in rural America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radicals like Tom Stiers and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, rural America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America's lights on. And we have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. This is a continuation. This is part two of America's Lost Principles. Now, we've already given you the 28 Lost Principles. And we've, we're going to talk a little bit about history now. And again, Alexis de Tocqueville, I just love this quote. When the past no longer illuminates the future, the spirit walks in darkness. Many of our founding fathers believed this nation to be blessed by God, to be one of an evangelical calling. Since the lie of the separation of church and state has been used to restrain freedom of religion, we have seen an uptick in crime and immorality. It is my personal opinion this has had a negative effect on the entire world. We are no longer God's beacon to the lost. We are no longer God's children, that peculiar people. We look and act no different than the godless nations. And those 28 principles that we seem to have lost are very basic truths and should be taught in our classrooms so that Americans know their rights and can maintain their liberty. However, you know that they do not and will not teach these. So it is up to you, my friends, families, moms and dads, to teach them to your children. Teach the children first the Ten Commandments of God and about salvation and that love, the gospel. And teach them about this nation, America founded on those godly principles and laid down as our constitutional republic form of government. Teach the children well. Now, lest you believe that I think that all these founding fathers and men of old in this nation were saints, I do not. But I believe that they wanted this nation and believed in this nation and believed in God. Not every one of them. It's like today, not all of us. So teach your children well. Like it was up to the pilgrims to clear a new land and establish home, and yes, government, they made way to a personal freedom, religious freedom, and individual liberty, which comes from God. So must you. They most certainly were the epitome of American exceptionalism then. 
and they paved the way for our founding fathers who called the pilgrims their forefathers. And today we the people must again take a stand for liberty, for God, for family, for country. God provides liberty. Liberty comes from God, not from government. But with the corruption in our government and in the fact that most Americans do not know or understand these principles of our government, which we have lost, America, unfortunately, has gone from from freedom to chains. Can we now rise up? Can we rise about our rise up above our ignorance, our lack of knowledge? I don't mean you're stupid. We're not stupid if you were never taught something. And restore this nation, America. Restore it to a nation under God and make it once again a beacon unto the world. Alexis de Tocqueville also said, The greatness of America lies not in being more enlightened than any other nation, but rather in her ability to repair her faults. And my friends, we have a lot of faults to repair. I like the piece of art which shows it shows President Donald Trump. No, 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 no. I take that back. It shows Jesus. I was getting my pictures mixed up. And he's there with the American flag on his lap. And he's stitching up where all the tears are. And putting it back together. I love that picture. In many ways... I believe we have a longer road to liberty than our founding fathers or even those forefathers we call pilgrims. Uh, We don't have to forge through the wilderness. That's been done. But they were fighting a king. And we, our fight, we were having to fight an oligarchy of self-appointed kings, (laughs) the elected we can unelect them. And those appointed, we must find a way to fire them. When anyone uses the phrase and expresses a desire of fundamentally changing America, we must take that as a very serious threat to our liberty, not to our democracy. Study the principles of liberty and pray to our God for wisdom and guidance and courage. There is no one man or woman who can save this nation. Liberty is always in the hands of the people, but first it must be a lust and a longing in each one of our hearts. We must realize liberty comes from our God and it, and not, and never will it come from, from a government or a piece of paper. We the people must unite for liberty in order to bring America home. When I read the quotes of our founding fathers, they don't just inspire me. Sometimes they bring me to my knees as I realize the turmoil and the tyranny they were living and the deep faith that they had. From the pilgrims, the first settlers in America, to our founding fathers, to the settlers of the West. What great faith and courage and fortitude they possessed. These are the times that try men's souls, Thomas Paine wrote. Are we not in such times today? 
Are you troubled because you don't have enough stuff? Or are you concerned that opportunities, freedom and liberty, education are slipping away from we the people? Truth in education, I mean. I am. I've shared with you in the past my personal shame for regret, (laughs) the, the regret I have, that I didn't pay attention in world history class. It was all so boring to me in the seventh grade. But today it is not so much so. When we study the principles of liberty and the proper role of government, we can see modern-day America is failing, and it is failing desperately. When we do study history, we can see that it is always, it always repeats itself, especially (laughs) when we fail to learn from the past and our spirits live in darkness, walk in darkness. Freedom to Chains. I've shared this with you before. Today's youthful generations do not have the privilege or the blessing of listening to the wisdom of Paul Harvey and his rest of the story. Those commentaries. I did enjoy them. I have long admired him and his unique way of telling history and bringing those facts into our today's world. I have shared this particular piece with you before, but each time I go back and read it, just for myself, I learn more or retain a little bit more of what I have read. His wisdom is forever priceless. I actually am surprised that today's woke haven't censored Paul Harvey's truths. This is a long one, but it is an amazing piece of literature. Remember now, Paul Harvey wrote this particular piece, and he shared it with the world in 1965, 57 years ago. He said, Freedom to Chains is the title. And he said, if America America ever gets whacked, it will be from the inside. And that's Paul Harvey from 1965, Freedom to Chains. We're going to head into a break here real quick, so I'm going to wait to get it started. But I want you to remember, write it down, that it was in 1965, 57 years ago, that Paul Harvey wrote the words I'm going to share with you in his article, Freedom to Chains. And we can go back to the first part of this uh, two-part series. And you can actually read where we went from Freedom to Chains. And it was Fraser Teitler that wrote from from bondage to spiritual faith, from spiritual faith to courage, and then how we started declining because we got comfortable and we got apathetic and lazy we went from freedom to chains he claimed that was what happens with democracy interesting don't you think we're going into a break you're listening to CSE Talk Radio Lost Principles America's Lost Principles have we gone from freedom to chains we'll be right back
There's nothing wrong with global communication. After all, high tech has made our world seem smaller. But now we hear terms such as global governance. Henry Lamb's book, A Short Course in Global Governance, is a clear education, indeed, regarding the importance of knowing and understanding global governance. Do you believe the U.N. should have power over the United States or any other nation? With global governance, there is no sovereign United States of America. Read firsthand and learn the true agenda of global governance. America says private property shall not be taken for public use without just compensation. However, global governance says private ownership of land contributes to social injustice. Public control of land use is indispensable. Learn more now. A short course in global governance is only $750. Visit our online store at csctalkradio.com or send $750 to P.O. Box 73, California, Missouri, 65018 for your A Short Course in Global Governance. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. For the longest time, I've wanted to come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. But up until now, I haven't been able to find anything that held up to my high standards. I finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. My new Giza Dream bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton, and I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Right now, you can get your very own by calling 1-800-978-6168 and use the promo code BETHANN to get 30% off plus free shipping. You're familiar with Range Magazine, packed with hard, cold facts regarding the battles we face out on the range and at home. Beyond the battles are beauty and pictures and words that will take you to another place and time. CJ and Range Magazine have produced a line of hardbound books that should be a part of your home library. The most recent publication is Cowboys and Critters, containing unique photos of the people and animals that make up the ranching world. These beautiful books, which make fantastic gifts, have won numerous awards, such as the prestigious Wrangler Award, First Place in Journalism, Will Rogers Gold Medal Award, so many honors, great photos, and one Wonderful poems and stories of the West. Reflections of the West, brush strokes and balladeers, the M-Bar, the call of the cow country. You can't resist the art and cowboy poetry books. Visit rangemagazine.com for a complete list of prices. Call 1-800-RANGE-4-U. That's 1-800-726-4348. Be sure to let them know Beth Ann sent you. For centuries, those who raise, breed, and work with animals have been revered and lauded for what they do. Today, across America, the rights to own and raise animals are under attack by animal rights activists and their increased influence on government and non-government agencies. This onslaught regularly violates protection from illegal search and seizure and a citizen's right to due process of the law, all of which are outlined specifically in the U.S. Constitution. Protect your animals, your animal enterprise, and your property from this abuse of power with a membership to the Cavalry Group. Membership provides immediate access to their team to protect law-abiding animal owners and animal enterprise against unwarranted search and seizure and false claims. They also work to protect their members' interests legislatively at the local, state, and federal levels. Get the shield that protects you, your animals, and your property. Join the Cavalry Group today. Call 855-748-4210 or go to their website at thecavalrygroup.com. 
we have returned. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. And I beg your forgiveness because I have shared this with you in shows in the past. But I think it makes such a great point. He takes this freedom to chains. And he asks the question or he makes the statement. If America ever gets whacked, it will be from within side. So let's move on. He did this in... Uh, 1965. Now then, what makes a nation strong? Taxes? (laughs) There's nothing new about those either. He said the first income tax was paid by Abraham. It was written on a rock by the hand of the divinity and handed to Moses at the top of a Mount Sinai. And you might want to remember this. It was at the flat rate of 10%. It promised the wrath of God on anybody who tampered with or violated that law. Christ was born in Bethlehem because Joseph was on his way to pay his taxes. Joseph was relatively well-to-do landowner of the house of lineage of David. Yet the taxes exacted by Caesar Augustus were so exorbitant that he didn't have enough money left over to employ a trusted messenger for the mission. So, though his wife was great with child... He made the journey himself, and Christ was born in Bethlehem because Joseph was on his way to pay his taxes. And Christ was born in a manger because there was a housing shortage when he got there. Our problems are not new. At Runnymede, a Magna Carta was handed to King John on the end of a sword, denying to royalty the right of unlimited taxation. Yet... You know, it was for us, the American people, we were the first to become, in record history, ever to voluntarily surrender our rights to private property. Oh, yes, we did. With an innocent-sounding constitutional amendment, the 16th, which says that Congress shall have the power to lay and collect taxes and incomes from whatever source derived... And we forgot to put any limit to the extent of which we could tax ourselves. Conceivably, we could be taxed out of all private property. We could be taxed not 70%, not 80%, not 90%, but at 100%. We could be awakened one morning and find the government owns the farm and the house and the car and has mortgaged on the church legally. Historically, when any nation has taxed its people more than 25% of their national income, initiative was destroyed and that nation was headed for economic eclipse. Presently, in 1965, the American people are being taxed 33% of their total income. History says we'll roll forward on momentum for a little while. But we'd better get some more gas in the tank pretty quick. I thought that was kind of funny, gas in the tank, as we're dealing with the gas shortages right now. You see, ours is not the first, by George, good government to arise on the world stage. There have been several, Rome, Spain, Greece, China, oh, and others, and each enjoyed about 150 years of its zenith. And that's just about our time in the New World. And then each decayed away. No one at, no one of them 
was ever destroyed by anybody else's marching legions. Each rotted away morally, socially, culturally, economically, simultaneously. You know, one of those most cruel paradoxes of history is this. Because each was a good government, it bore bountiful fruit. And when it bore bountiful fruit, the people got fat. And when they got fat, they got lazy. And when they got lazy, they began to want to absolve themselves of personal responsibility and turn over to government to do for them the things which traditionally they had been doing for themselves. At first, there appears to be nothing wrong asking government to perform some extra service for you, but if you ask government for extra services in order to perform its increasing function, government has to get bigger, right? And as government gets bigger in order to support its increasing size, it has to what? Tax the individual more, so the individual gets littler. And to collect the increased taxes requires more tax collectors, so the government gets bigger. And in order to pay the additional tax collectors, it has to tax the individual more, so the government gets bigger and the individual gets littler. And the government gets bigger and the individual gets littler until the government is all-powerful and the individual is hardly anything at all. The government is all-powerful, and the people are as cattle. Now, some believe that the need is for a vigorous, strong man to rise on the scene, to regulate and regiment the affairs of men. Yet history tells us there has been several such men. Once upon a time, there was a nation great and powerful and good. Few were suffering from the aftermath of war from a depression. And then came upon the scene a leader, an idealist, self-confident, intolerant to criticism. A wise lady limited his early activities to combating the financial depression. Nobody could argue with that. But in a while, he began to regulate business and establish new rules to government commerce and finance. Some of them, in a diametrical disagreement with the God-made laws of supply and demand, but anybody who disagreed with those new rules was promptly fired. And the new leaders saw that, under the old system of free enterprise, landlords prospered. So he levied new taxes to take away their profits and destroy what he called the monopoly of capital. To please laborers, he controlled prices. To win the favor of the farmers, he gave them loans and subsidies. <laughs> My injection here, does that sound familiar? Moving right along with Paul Harvey. The national debt mounted alarmingly. Whenever anybody tried to tell him that governments, even as people, can go broke when they spend beyond their incomes, he said... They just don't understand deficit finance. Now, remember, this was in 1965 when he wrote this. Well, what did you say? What do you say? Did he build on rock or on sand? I say on sand. For you see, this was the story of Emperor Su Tong Po, who led China to its doom more than a thousand years ago. 
I am satisfied with all my heart that if Uncle Sam ever does get whipped here, too, it will have been an inside job. It was internal decay. It was not an external attack that destroyed the Roman Empire. Starting with 146 B.C., internal conditions in Rome were characterized by a welter of class wars and conflicts, street brawls, corrupt governors, lack of personal integrity, and moral responsibility. <laughs> I have to gasp right there just a moment because I'm just thinking, who was this man, Paul Harvey? So wise. He goes on and he says, about 290 years after Christ, a Roman emperor named Diocletian took over. He really grabbed the bull by the horns. He took over in a period of turmoil and severe depression. The first thing Diocletian did was call in the gold and close the banks and raise the taxes. He reduced the power of Senate, delegated its powers to a lot of little government bureaus. I hear the music. We'll stop right there. And <laughs> You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann, and when we come back, we're going to share the rest of the story by Paul Harvey. And we'll be right back. Have you heard about vine-to-bar chocolate? It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with well-vined Chardonnay Mark from the beautiful coastal vineyards of North America. Gently pressed grapes are harvested after juicing, dried, and finely milled and carefully blended into the finest dark chocolate. The Chardonnay Mark contains highly beneficial grape nutrients, flavanols, and has a natural sweetness that flavors the luscious dark chocolate. Mouth-watering, flavorful, delectable dark chocolate goodness with Chardonnay sweetness and beneficial nutrients. And it's alcohol-free, too. It's vine-to-bar chocolate. Order some today at vinetobar.com. That's V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R.com. Cold ship to your door, it's Vine to Bar. Vine to Bar chocolate. Visit us at vinetobar.com. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? 
Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-495-3652. That's 800-495-3652. Mike Lindell and MyPillow are offering a BOGO extravaganza on multiple MyPillow products. Now's the time to join the millions of Americans who have changed the quality of their sleep with MyPillow. Right now, take advantage of Mike's buy one, get one free pricing on MyPillow's bed sheets, Giza Elegance MyPillows, six-piece towel set, and roll-and-go anywhere MyPillows, and so much more. Just go to the radio listener specials page at MyPillow.com and use promo code Bethann or call 1-800-978-6168. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one, get one free on select products. You will also receive Mike's book absolutely free with any purchase. Call 1-800-978-6168 or go to the radio listener special page at MyPillow.com. Promo code Bethann. And we have returned. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We've had a two-part series here talking about the lost principles of America or America's lost principles. And right now I'm in the middle of Paul Harvey's article from 1965, Freedom to Chains. So we're in the Roman government. Let's go back. Do you know they even had a Transportation Act back then prescribing the fee required to rent one laden jackass per mile and at today's rate of exchange, now this was in 1965, it would have amounted to about one-eighth cent per per mile, which meant that in order to make a profit, a jackass would have to carry five passengers. Now, I haven't done the math to see what that would be today. That was simply beyond the capacity of the animal. Diocletian put millions of people on the public payroll, but when this failed to do the job, the country was still in trouble, and he asked more personal powers for himself. For a brief while, incidentally, there were standby powers, but then he used them all at once. He froze wages. He froze prices, he froze jobs, he stopped profits, he dictated to the farmer what he could plant and when he should plant, uh, when and how and when to sell it and how much he could ration food for what happened. The labor market closed down, the incentive was gone, farm life became dependent on bureaucratic red tape. Exorbitant taxes cost the farmer his land, 
He kept for himself a small plot on which he might grow turnips for his family. He lost the rest of it to the state, and without food and without incentive, gone city life stagnated and declined. Remember, this is Beth interjecting here. We have said many times, if the farms go away and not do well, there will be grass growing in the cracks of the concrete in the city. And Rome passed into what history has recorded as the Dark Ages, lasting a thousand years just by turning to the left. The world has gone in circles. A nation would evolve from a monarchy into an oligarchy, from an oligarchy to dictatorship, from dictatorship to bureaucracy, from bureaucracy to pure democracy, where finally the people would cry out from the chaos and confusion of the streets and, oh, please, God, give us a king. And God would give them a king. And they'd have a monarchy again and start the whole silly cycle anew. Now, either we will profess profit from the errors of their ways, or it follows as night the day our children are going to have to relive the dark ages all over again. How come after thousands of years of experiment, our new nation has come so far, so fast? All in less than 200 years, which is the secret of our, our, what is the secret of our, our success? <laughs> well, I think it had to do with a basic American's creed. Perhaps it never passed a pioneer's lips in this form, but if it had, I think he would have said something like this. I believe in my God, in my country, and in myself. Now, I know that sounds a little trite, too simple to, thing to say, and yet it's a rare man today who will dare to stand up and say, I believe in God and in my country and in myself. And in that order. When the early American pioneer first turned his eyes toward the West, there were only Indian trails and traces, as they were called, for him to follow through the wilderness. No, you do you know today you can roller skate from Miami to Seattle, from San Diego to Plymouth Rock? In this little bitty instant, as historical time is measured, our seven percent of the Earth's population has become has come to possess more than half of all the world's good things. How come? Well, sir, when that early pioneer turned his eyes toward the West, he didn't demand that somebody else look after him. He didn't demand a free education. He didn't demand a guaranteed rocking chair at eventide. He didn't demand that somebody else take care of him if he got ill or got old. There was an old-fashioned philosophy in those days that a man was supposed to provide for his own and for his own future. He didn't demand a maximum amount of money for a minimum amount of work nor did he expect pay for no work at all. Come to think of it, he didn't demand anything. That hard-working hand, that hard-handed pioneer just looked out there at the rolling plains, stretching away to the tall green mountains, and then lifted his eyes to the blue skies and said, Thank you, God. Now I can take it from here. That spirit isn't dead in America. It's dormant. It's been discredited in some circles, driven underground by it, but it isn't dead. 
It's just that a few seasons ago, politicians baiting their hooks with free barbecue and trading a Ponzi promise for votes began telling us, we don't want opportunity anymore. We want security. We don't want opportunity, they said. We want security. And they said it often as as so often we became to believe them. We want security. And they gave us chains. And we were secure. Suddenly, with our constitutional guarantees depleted, with our national character eroding away, with our tax laws penalizing those who would dare to prosper, with workers concentrating on how little they can get by with instead of how much they can produce. Suddenly, we looked overhead one day to discover that the first to the moon in space was Russia. That free men dragging their feet had been outdistanced by slave workers dragging their chains. And we were sore afraid. Perhaps this was a disguised blessing, too. Maybe a dramatic accomplishment by this Cold War adversary was necessary to get us off our dead centers and back to work again. If we can revive in ourselves, then in our youth, something of that basic American creed, the horizon has never, ever been so limitless. For man stands now on the threshold of its highest adventure of all. His first faltering footsteps into space. Twenty years from now, half of the products you will be using in your everyday living aren't even in the dictionary yet. Remember, he wrote this in 1965, and it's still true today. We've got it made, America. If we give up on keeping on, we've got it made. And if we don't, we will follow those other nations, states of history into the graveyard of ignominious oblivion. History promises only this one thing for certain. We will get exactly what we deserve. I continue. My prom- problem here is, it is our children who will receive what we deserved. Remember America, we were established as a constitutional republic. And it's time that we took the bull by the horns, got off our centers, and bring America back home to those lost principles and restore our republic. CSC Talk Radio's goal is to bring America home. That includes you and your business. Radio is a powerful way to brand your company and increase your profits. Find out how to join CSC Talk Radio, help educate and activate America, and grow your business at the same time. Looking for new customers? Looking to have your business reaching out from sea to shining sea? Advertise with CSC Talk Radio. Believe in your product? Let Beth Ann be your personal spokesperson to properly brand your product and company. It's simple, easy, and affordable. Grow your business. Grow common sense. And together we will bring America home. To be a part of CSC Talk Radio, call 573-796-2166. That's 573-796-2166. Or send email to beth at csctalkradio.com. 
Melody Cedarstrom and CSE Talk Radio team up as Common Sense Voices of Integrity. I personally endorse Melody Cedarstrom to be your trusted go-to expert for all your precious metal needs. Experts agree a financial crisis and even collapse is inevitable. Given our government's lack of economic leadership and self-interest of those in power, it's no longer a question of if you should purchase gold and silver, but if you will purchase gold and silver before it's too late. Melody encourages you to tune in each weekday morning. Visit csetalkradio.com. We both agree truth and education are the two significant factors in both our missions. There is a wealth of misinformation out there. Let Melody and Beth Ann help you sort through the chaos and bring you home to the truths that will ensure that you and your family are protected. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading, 1-800-375-4188 or online at dgscoins.com. Melody and Beth Ann are strong forces together working to preserve liberty and bring America home. Do we lack enthusiasm and understanding of the word liberty? Do we weep for liberty which we have lost? Or do we simply not understand the substance and sacrifice for which we were once privileged? Liberty. Webster defines liberty as the state of being free within society from oppressive restrictions imposed by authority on one's life, behavior, or political views. Today we seem to want restrictions. Government micromanaging our lives? But do we realize the cost? Alexander Hamilton once stated, There is a certain enthusiasm in liberty that makes human nature rise above itself in acts of bravery and heroism. As a republic, we the people must guard the liberty of others. We must continue the enthusiasm that will make men free. Visit csctalkradio.com, where Beth Ann puts enthusiasm and common sense back into American liberty as she brings America home. 